This podcast is brought to you by the Trillium Awakening Teachers Circle. To find out more about how to grasp the means of your own awakening, visit our website at www.trilliumawakening.org. So um, the topic of today's uh, sitting is the paradox of simultaneity. And I'd say in, in a lot of ways, it's a somewhat unique uh, dharmic perspective in, in different kind of psycho-spiritual schools out there. And the basic premise of this is that we're both simultaneously absolutely uniquely embodied through a particular perspective while also being this sort of unitive uh, field of being at the same time. And there's a lot of different, I would say, spiritual approaches that aim towards being that unitive field of being. And there's a lot of uh, psychological approaches that aim to really kind of clarify your unique embodiment. But we really emphasize both of those dimensions, that it's our reality is that we're always sort of simultaneously living both of those realities. And in some ways, as long as we're in a human body, that simultaneity is inescapable. And that doesn't mean that you can't, for example, like during the meditation or a gazing, maybe you just go more into that unitive field. Yeah, for example, when we're in the meditation, my experience was, okay, once attention relaxes into the field of being, that unitive dimension gets more magnified and the particular dimension gets almost like a little bit blurred out within that unitive field, yeah. But, you know, we open our eyes, we see other beings, we're oriented into a field of uh, perceptions, visual, auditory, taste, touch, smell. We have this dynamic field of perceptions that's absolutely unique to each of us. Yeah. So even though we share this this field of consciousness, this field of being, it's absolutely uniquely embodied. And how it's uniquely embodied right now in my experience is I'm sitting in my particular room with certain visual perceptions, auditory perceptions, feelings in my body, thoughts, right? It's all a unique sort of embodiment, even though we're sharing this sort of collective field. And that's the same for each of you. Elaine, Clarice, Marcia, CJ, you each are inhabiting an absolutely unique uh, perspective, dynamic perspective. Yeah. And that's happening a lot of times simul- simultaneously. That, that unified field and the unique embodiment. In a, in a lot of ways, really coming to terms with that 
paradox of simultaneity is in many ways a doorway to what we call whole being realization or what we used to call as the second birth. Because um, usually before whole being realization or the second birth, people are typically identified more with their unique perspective, right? So that would be like, oh, I'm Kelly, I'm the sort of body, I'm a Korean American male, you know, living in 2019 in the San Francisco Bay Area, yeah? Me being a sort of, if my consciousness gets fixated on that perspective and identity, in a lot of ways, that's kind of how uh, is typical for a lot of people to live their lives, yeah? So a lot of times in, in various uh, spiritual traditions, uh, from that point of being totally identified with your unique perspective, you start engaging in different practices, you know, different co contemplative practices, meditation practices. And through that, it starts unraveling the embodied ego structure from uh, there's a body ego, there's a mental ego, there's an emotional ego, that sort of complex of ego structure in a lot of ways starts getting disentangled through the practice of meditation and people start uh, abiding more and more into this open field. But people struggle, right? Because in a lot of uh, spiritual traditions, it's about quote-unquote, getting rid of the ego and more abiding in that dissolved unitive field is what a lot of people are striving for. But just like uh, uh, with a sort of unique perspective, if you get stuck always striving to be in that unitive field in a lot of, way, on a lot of ways you could feel almost uh, dissociated you know there's a notion of spiritual bypassing and the kind of kind of psycho-spiritual literature and uh, that itself can become uh can become a crutch in some ways if you're striving to fixate on a certain state that itself can become a crux so in some ways, it's natural developmentally, right, to go from being fixated in the unique perspective developmentally to go towards being more fixated in the unified field, yeah. But then uh, further development and evolution of that is sort of marrying the two, the integration of the two in a lot of ways. The integration of matter and spirit, the integration of a very local mind or local perspective with the non-local mind or a non-local perspective, uh, an integration of the, the micro with the macro. And in a lot of ways, that's, that's an essential piece of our dharma and really the doorway into whole being realization and into further uh, realizations past that because even past whole being realization, there's all these unique 
configurations that your experience can take because being is essentially creative. So each of you, because being is creative, you are an absolutely unique embodiment in a lot of ways of the entire universe and cosmos. There's a unique universe and cosmos flowing through your field, each of you. And although I can intuit that, right, and we each can intuit that with each other, we don't fully get the full taste of it, right, because of the uniqueness. So in a lot of ways, it's, it's a little bit, uh, it doesn't give you a place to uh, stop or stand in a lot of ways. Because reality is both timeless, uh, non-local, uh, universal, and in time, very local, very particular. It's simultaneously being both of those, uh, constantly actually. We're constantly going through that flow. Um, yeah so uh yeah you know and and just gazing with with each of you i was just getting a really full sense of that as i would like look at your eyes and kind of tune into your field and just see my experience was oh there's this sort of universal consciousness and it's looking through two unique embodied perspectives yeah two unique um, organs of perception. That's a term that uh, Hamid Ali uses. Like we're all organs of perception of being basically. Yeah. Our sort of embodiment are these unique perceptions of being. And it's not a thing. It's a dynamic process. Really, there's no end. So, um, you know, earlier in our work, there's an emphasis on the second birth and then people would like strive for the second birth and they would feel like they got it and they would feel like, okay, it's sort of done, right? And I would say that's the very narrow view. And I think our community and our, our Dharma has evolved a lot because the second birth in many ways is just the beginning uh, the sort of first birth life to the second birth life or the whole being realization, that's just the beginning of another sort of developmental process where whole being starts manifesting uniquely through your particular embodiment. And it's, it's a creative process. Like each of you can actually... Uh, live and create an absolutely unique realization of the divine and of totality. And really, you don't even have to try to do it. You're already that. There's no real effort involved. You are inherently this unique manifestation of all of being. It's almost like this optical delusion that gets... Uh, indoctrinated into us 
really, uh, I, I sort of, I'm writing a book on this, that in a lot of cultures right now, there's a contemporary worldview of materialism that gets indoctrinated into us through the culture that makes us believe, oh, we're just these physical bodies. And, you know, when the physical body dies, we sort of go poof and disappear. Therefore, it's the culture of separation. It's a culture of greed. It's a culture of kind of seeing meaning in very uh, impermanent material things. And that's okay. You know, that's a unique manifestation of being too. And what are the possibilities? What are the possibilities of each of us in the type of lives we want to create through our absolutely unique uh, embodiments in a lot of ways, yeah? So um, that's a real deep passion of mine because I see all the conflict in the world. I see all the suffering in the world. And to me, it's, it seems pretty unnecessary and that uh, it's almost like we've inherited a pretty toxic worldview, which is just reinforcing a lot of these toxic psychological processes, which reinforces toxic interpersonal processes, which reinforces toxic cultural processes, right? So in a lot of ways, I'm very interested in streams of uh, practice and wisdom that start reversing that process, right? And I think Trillium is one of them, but it's not the only one. I think there's a lot of great work out there. I think the diamond approach is wonderful. Thomas Hubel's work's wonderful. Buddhism, you know, Gnosticism, all sorts of great stuff, right? What I think is really missing is uh, the sense of the sacred, though, in more materialist worldviews. And, um, and, you know, materialism is a unique, sacred manifestation of being, in, in my view, also. But it causes a lot of unnecessary suffering. And that's uh, the only reason why, really, I'm, uh, I'm not a big fan of that worldview. Um, yeah, so that's my kind of spiel on the, the paradox of simultaneity. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast from the Trillium Awakening Teacher Circle. The musical accompaniment is Awaken by Wayne Kington. To learn more about Wayne and his music, visit www.waynejosephkington.com. <laughs>